Merry Christmas, YouTube theologians. Carrie told me the other day that I'm like Santa Claus. I laugh at myself and I say, oh, and I wonder if, okay, if anybody knows if ho, ho, ho is an abbreviation of holy, holy, holy. I have a theory about it. Can't confirm. If anybody knows anything about that, let me know. But Merry Christmas. Happy, as far as I can tell, the 2024th birthday of Jesus, which means that today, 2,024 years and nine months ago, the Lord became flesh, the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us. <laughs> and His glory was beholden, especially the glory of His crucifixion. Wow. Okay, now, there's a lot to talk about with Christmas. But I have a new goal, and uh, I don't, did you... Uh, when you were a kid, play this game like how do you, like how do you not want to die? Like you think like what's the worst torture? And we'd always say like sliding down. I don't maybe I don't want to tell you, <laughs> but we'd always have you know paper cuts and sharks and all this kind of stuff. But I decided how I would like to die, because Luther talks about how if the if the joy of Christmas, if our hearts could grab a hold of it, they would burst for joy. And we would die for pure bliss at, at the fact that this eternal Son of God has taken on our humanity, has called himself our brother and become our Savior. He says, we can't handle it. We couldn't. It's too good. The news is too good. The good part of the gospel, the good news is it would overwhelm us if we could fully embrace it. Well, this is, that's how I'd like to die. So this might, uh, I want every Christmas sermon to be like attempted murder. <laughs> What's I was like, Pastor, whoa, I got pretty close. The joy almost got me this year. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, driving to church, which I didn't preach about this, but how... You know, the, this is mind-blowing thing is that the Lord did not take on our humanity, like, only for a while. Like, oh, I'll go and be the God-man for a couple of years. No. When, when the Lord Jesus assumed our humanity, He did so forever. Forever. He still has the same flesh and blood. He still has the same body. He still has the same birthday. He still has the same mom. He still is our brother and will be forever and ever. Into eternity. Into the olam. That's the Hebrew word that I think means eternity, but more than that. And it's mind-blowing. Okay. Now, what do you want? To, uh, you want a Christmas Eve or a Christmas Day sermon? We had Christmas Eve yesterday, so we had a sermon on the angel sermon, and we had a sermon on the angel song, and then we had John one and Hebrew one this morning. So we had the. What should we talk about? I should have probably thought about that. All right, let me think about it. Let's do Hebrews one and John one. So, Hebrews one is glorious. In many and various ways, God spoke to His people of old by the prophets, but now in these last days, He's spoken to us by His Son. And then, apparently, the Hebrews had angel problems. They, they, had, they were making too much of the angels. And so this sermon comes and says, hey, too much of the angels, not enough of Jesus. And it beautifully 
collects all of these Old Testament passages where God is talking to God, and especially in Hebrews 1 and 2, where the Father is talking to the Son. You can check this out because remember how John 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and by Him, through Him, all things were created, and by Him was nothing created that was created, and so forth. Now, we have to say, well, what was God, the Word, doing with God in the beginning? And Hebrews 1 tells us they were talking to each other. The Father and the Son were in this eternal conversation. And it's beautiful the things that the Father says to the Son. Psalm 2, you are my Son, today I have begotten you. Psalm 45, I've anointed you with the oil of gladness above all your fellows. Psalm 100 and, what's next, 104? Is there? Psalm 110, sit here in my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. All this, uh, let all the angels worship you. That's in there too. That's beautiful stuff. The Father speaks so kindly to the Son. And so, the, 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 this, this conversation of the Father and the Son is one of of love, of adoration. There's even a place where God the Father calls the Son, my God, there in Hebrews 1 and 2. That's an amazing thing. That the Father and the Son are, that the Father is giving gifts to the Son, the Father is magnifying the Son, the Father is exalting the Son, and the Son is rejoicing in the Father, glorifying the Father, uh, blessing the Father. This is the eternal conversation between Father and Son. But at some point, that conversation has to change a little bit, and, and now the conversation is, okay, so here they're talking to one another, but now they have to talk about us. What are we going to do? I mean, and that conversation sounds pretty nice in the beginning. Let us make man in our own image. That is kind of nice. The conversation of the Father and the Son about you and me and Adam and Eve and everyone between us and Adam and Eve. It's nice. But then we know what happened. Adam and Eve blew it. And now, and now what is the conversation going to be like? The conversation could be like, well, let's try again. Let's start over. Let's hand them over to their own condemnation. That's what you expect it to be. But that's not what happens. Psalm 8 comes into the conversation of the Father and the Son. You, you made him a little lower than the angels. And then you crowned him with glory and honor. So the Son now... I mean, he looks, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit look down at Adam and Eve standing in condemnation on the brink of destruction. And the Son says, I'll go down there. I'll go take care of it. 
He made him a little lower than the angels. And, and now the conversation between the Father and the Son is wonderful. Let, let's look at Psalm 40. That's quoted in Hebrews 10. It's a riddle. It's a glorious riddle. The, fa- the Son says to the Father now, Sacrifice and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. See on the scroll of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will. That's from memory, so it might be slightly different. But here's the point. What's going on there? And the answer is that the son says to the father, all these offerings of all the bulls and goats, all this, you you don't delight in. That's not what makes you happy. The blood of bulls and goats can never forgive sins. The blood of the bulls and the goats that are sacrificed on all the Old Testament altars are preaching the blood that would forgive sins, which is the blood of God, Acts 20, the blood of God's Son, the blood to be spilt on the cross. All of it is preaching that. And that's what Psalm 40 says in Hebrews 10. The sacrifices and offerings you didn't delight in, but you a body you prepared for me. Which means that the Son is not only becoming a man, just so he can be our brother and friend, but so that, so that he has a body to offer as a sacrifice. That's what he's doing in the incarnation. He's gathering into himself the equipment that he needs to suffer and die. <laughs> so that's not just that he sinks into our humanity. He sinks even lower into our sin into the wrath that we deserve. A body you've prepared for me. It's amazing. So Jesus has that brow for the crown of thorns and the beard to be pulled out and the ears to hear the mockery of the enemies of God come down from the cross and the hands and the feet to be run through with nails and the side to be pierced and the back to be whipped and the face to be spit on and the lips so that he can taste the the gall. And this conversation with father and son now sounds like this. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. into your hands I commit my spirit.
eternally begotten, but born today. 2,024 years ago. Wow. And the best Christmas gift, it turns out, is the one that is unwrapped. Jesus wrapped himself on our flesh, and, it's ne and he's never unwrapped. He'll carry that flesh with those scars. into all eternity. He'll have that body, that human nature, as long as he has you with him in life eternal. <laughs> Pleased with man as man to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel. Wow. Merry Christmas.